Hey everyone, I'm Charlie Shrem, and this episode of Untold Stories is sponsored by BitPay and Electronium. Check them out, more later in the episode. Hey everyone, this is Charlie Shrem, and you're listening to Untold Stories, where twice a week, I get to dive deep with some of the coolest people in this space to really understand how, how, where the fuck we came from, and where are we going, and how we got here, and all these other kind of questions that I'm trying to figure out along the way. I wouldn't be here today without my therapist, of course, but really without the amazing gratitude I have for the Blockworks Group production company that produces this show. Um, they have over 20 podcasts on their network, including friends of mine, and they do amazing work. So if anyone wants to listen, check them out at blockworksgroup.io. And with that, I'm very honored. We had a nice little pre-talk here, which is going to be on the show, but I'm honored to, to have Karush AK on the show to talk about a bunch of different topics and especially what the world is going through. But you're a huge, you're a huge content creator like me. You're, you're on Twitter and YouTube and really YouTube. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you about. But really my question is where I want to understand how you got into the space, but also you've, you've a lot of people I've launched master classes. Like I have a product that, that you can buy right now and it's my book and you know, everyone knows, but You've almost taken it to a point of like a moral obligation to teach people how to trade in crypto to a point where you've been giving a lot of things away for free. You're releasing some more information. Tell me like how you got started, where you came from. And then we'll go into my stories and yours. Okay, so those are a lot of questions in one, and I'll try to address uh, every single part as best as I can. Before that, Charlie, thanks for having me on. It's an honor. Uh, you're, I think you're absolutely awesome, and I look forward to chatting with you for this next hour or however long it ends up being. So to break apart your question and try and address every bit, let's start with uh, something which I'm very passionate about, and that is the content creation, specifically educational content. Now, it's not a moral obligation. I wouldn't say anyone has any moral obligation to make free education. Uh, I okay. personally find myself obligated simply because I learned the basics of trading and crypto myself from the community. So everything I learned was out there and free. And because of that, I felt the need to do the same myself. And then on top of that, it's not just purely for charity. I mean, it's incredible for me in this lonely trading profession to have a community that I can interact with and talk with. It helps me um, build a following and have a voice. It's got lots of benefits on top of it. And one of my courses even got a sponsor for it. So there are a lot of compounding effects that come from that raw value delivery. My philosophy as a whole, when it comes to business or anything I do, is to make sure I deliver value first and then worry about the rest. Because nothing which takes value from society is sustainable long-term. And I mean, obviously you'll find exceptions, but as a general rule, that's the best way to keep businesses going. In the past, I've had businesses that take advantage of, say, arbitrage opportunities, and they make a good amount of money in a short period of time. But once that disappears, you're not really solving a major problem. You're not really helping out and delivering value to society. So the business model doesn't sustain. 
So hopefully that sheds some light into my philosophy behind sharing this free education and helping push people in that direction. Then another side, the reason it's crypto I'm sharing and not something else is because uh, fundamentally I believe in crypto. I think crypto has the ability to change the world. It is a hope, a hope for this broken financial system, something that can really really make a big change and just have this compound global effect where we remove these inefficiencies from society and replace them with something new. Therefore, by pushing crypto adoption, by tailoring this education to crypto, I'm kind of layering on another benefit where I'm pushing forward this thing, which I think can do a lot of good. So that would be the first two parts of the question. And then the last part was You're how good. I You're remembering all my questions. You could tell you <laughs> I'm doing my best. Um, so the last part would be how I got involved in crypto. Now, this story uh, was very similar to a lot of others. Uh, the Ethereum Enterprise Alliance, uh, I heard about it very early from a friend of mine that was working at a company involved in it. And he told me, hey, listen, all these big companies are coming into Ethereum. Ethereum is this thing. It's like the new internet. So remember the internet? That was pretty big. Ethereum, it's the second one. And That's how you got a, involved from the EEA out of all freaking companies yeah. <laughs> and whatever? Are you serious? A, that was the first thing I heard. I, I didn't even know about crypto before that, besides um, my friends using it on the dark web at university. That's all I knew about cryptocurrencies. And then here comes the EEA. And I'm like, oh, wait, there's, there's more to crypto than just um, dark web transactions? And it was like, wow. Ethereum opened my eyes and I realized the power of the technology, like just understanding uh, a smart contract. At first, it didn't make sense. But when you started telling me about the potential applications, the way it can change the world, it blew my mind. And I'm like, okay, this is awesome. I should probably look into this, get some exposure. As an entrepreneur, uh, I'm always looking for opportunity. Yep. Did you study Ethereum before you studied Bitcoin? Yes, I did not know anything about Bitcoin. Ethereum was my gateway drug. I had a, a conversation yesterday with another guest, and this was the topic. And he is fervent in believing that Bitcoin should always be the gateway drug for anyone getting involved in Bitcoin because everything else is, and he's not a maximalist. He said, everything else is great by any means. They're awesome. I love all coins and tokens. But it's just going to be extremely confusing and you're not going to be able to, and this was his point, you're not going to be able mm -hmm. to, to not get brainwashed and or you're not going to be able to read through misinformation if you don't understand Bitcoin first. Do you agree with that? Um, I mean, depending on who your friend is and how qualified yeah. he is. I don't like disagreeing. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to disagree with someone who is far more knowledgeable than me on a topic. It was uh, uh, without... it was actually Alex Edelman, the um, the CEO of Lolly. You know the Lolly with the great the great uh, tweets and everything, where you can spend cash and get like Bitcoin back or whatever. They have amazing. I, I think I've seen him in the Twitter space. <laughs> yeah, they're so funny. Well, but... I wouldn't agree or disagree, but I would add to it that I can definitely see huge advantages to being introduced through Bitcoin. Uh, from a philosophical perspective, Bitcoin has a lot of things which the others don't. The fact that it's the closest thing to true decentralization, yes. um, that's the thing. So philosophically, understanding true decentralization and the power of that and what it can bring to society is a huge advantage of being introduced through Bitcoin. And 
say, a disadvantage of being introduced for Ethereum is for the longest time, when I hadn't studied the, those other aspects, I thought, wait, why would I buy Bitcoin? This technology is so much better. The specs are so much higher for this reason and that reason. But that's because I didn't understand the philosophy behind Bitcoin as well as I do now. Isn't it so interesting, kind of, uh, this industry that is being created and all these little nuances, like you have to understand Bitcoin first to understand Ethereum and to understand uh, when when all these like inefficiencies within crypto have been figured out, will, will there be an industry for people who take advantage of like those inefficiencies or the arbitrage or uh, education and things like that? How, how I mean, far that's... away? I still think we're like 50 years away from from that. From global adoption of nothing but cryptocurrencies? Okay, maybe not 50 years, but I think I think Bitcoin and crypto is not even at version one. And I think this I industry, agree, we don't Charlie. even know. We don't even know I what we are. I think you've touched on a very key point there. And that is uh, the biggest issue I see in moving forward is usability, user friendliness. We can't get global adoption until it's as easy to pass someone over a five pound note or tap a credit card as it is to use crypto anywhere. So that ease of use is huge. And one of the biggest things we need before people start adopting this. And on top of that, with true decentralization, with true unbankingness, take on full responsibility yourself. Like you can't, people taking on this huge amount of responsibility yes. and being worried whether or not they can actually use the cryptocurrencies correctly. That's just a barrier. That's a binary thing which we need to get rid of. There needs to be no doubt and absolute ease of use. There's a huge user experience problem and it's not just in crypto. It's in the world today. Dude, it's the reason that the reason that we're, we're seeing the whole privacy crypto war that we're seeing now is because 10 years ago, the world, the tech world decided to give up privacy and anonymity for the sake of convenience and ease of use and to be more connected. And that was okay, but there was no stopping. There was no like buffer on that. And so now we're in crypto where we say, oh, wait, we're in the digital world, but we want privacy and we don't want you to have our data. And we want social networks without you being able to sell our data and censorship and things like that. But a lot of people in the world don't really, don't really understand, don't really understand that. I wanted to, to ask you though, really quick, you said trading is lonely. What do you mean by that? Well, it's, it's kind of like playing a one player video game. Uh, <laughs> you, you're just, uh, there's no social aspect. Uh, you're stuck in a room, especially when you go full time. And I have times when I've gone full time. In fact, um, it's just you and your screen and numbers and charts, and you don't need to interact with anyone. The loneliness comes from the fact that you have zero need to interact with anyone. And that makes it very easy to just lock yourself up in a room and trade. And when you get such a strong dopamine reward, like you would from a video game, yeah. um, you're just like, oh, I made money. Great. Let's do that again. Oh, I made money. Great. But if you were sitting playing a video game, you'd feel terrible. You're like, I'm neglecting my health, my friends, my social life. But because you're making you money, think, somehow, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you'd think. But because you're making money, somehow you think this is okay. I can do continue doing this. And that's where the loneliness comes from. It's very easy to be lonely in it because you can so easily lock yourself up in a room and feel accomplished. Is there job security in trading? No. Like I would if not you're, say if there's. 
sorry, let me rephrase the question. I guess what I meant to say is like, I'm not a very, you know, like, uh, if, if someone is trading and they figure out a, like an edge for themselves and they don't decide to like sell that, they just, this is how I'm going to trade and I'm going to make money for myself. Is that something that you could like sleep at night knowing that you'll always be able to make money? Do you, do, do traders have that confidence, especially trading crypto that you could potentially do this for the foreseeable future? Uh, absolutely not. There's, 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 it's definitely not a secure job. It's something I always promote. Trading is extremely risky. And remember, Charlie, I have four years of experience. And yes, that experience is in crypto, and I'm fortunate enough to where it's been successful. But this is a really inefficient market. This market right now has nothing compared to the legacy market in terms of participants, in terms of the number of algos, the amount of money being spent into finding inefficiencies. It's not even close. So because of that, it's very easy to be making money right now. And even in these conditions, so many of my edges decay. Like I'll have some a system doing great for six months. And then after that six-month period, it starts to revert. I'm not winning as many trades. It, the market conditions have changed and that alpha decays. So trading is like consistently adapting to the market, finding new alpha, um, adapting old inefficiencies to try and find new ones. And because of this, you, you always are hoping that you're going to find another inefficiency, but it's no different to say an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur is always hoping, um, okay, so this business went great, it's done, what's next? Because once you finish a business you and you decide to move on to the next thing, that's kind of what happens every time you develop an edge and you decide to move on to your next edge. Uh, you, you know you can do it, you're capable of it, but there's always that risk. Am I going to actually find another business? Will there be another opportunity for me to make money? And yeah, I guess at four years, I don't have that confidence to say, yes, absolutely. Maybe after 12 years of trading consistently, I can say that. But until then, I'll always promote the people, you have multiple sources of income. Don't go all in on trading until you have more data backing your performance and ability to continually adapt to ever-changing market conditions. So guys, I've been using the BitPay card since 2016 and I've been talking to you about it on the show for a while. And I gotta tell you, this thing just keeps getting better and better. BitPay just launched an all new MasterCard that instantly turns your crypto into dollars with zero conversion fees. You heard that right, zero conversion fees. This card is also paired with the BitPay app that makes it really, really cool to have all the connections together. It lets you do things like buy gift cards with Bitcoin at over 100 major retailers or connect your Coinbase account to the BitPay wallet and to the card directly so you can load crypto onto the card with zero fees. It all works together instantly. And what's even cooler is this card now comes with a virtual version that's contactless and has improved security features that we all really, really need. Cool stuff, right? Well, guess what? As an Untold Stories listener, you will get a card absolutely free. All you have to do is download the latest BitPay app on your phone and use the promo code 10 the number 10, Charlie. So that's the number 10, Charlie. 10, Charlie. It works, right? To get your free card when you sign up. When you use that promo code in the BitPay app, you don't have to pay for it. So literally, you should be all on your phone right now getting this free card and be able to do all this cool shit and interact with the crypto and Bitcoin ecosystem. So remember, use the promo code, download the app, get your free card because that's why we're here to do amazing cool things. I'll talk to you guys in a minute. Thank you, BitPay. I'm really excited when I get to talk about projects and companies that have been around since the early days of crypto and supporting those projects. 
In many parts of the world, banking services simply haven't advanced at the same rate as the adoptions of smartphones and the internet. Uh, Africa, Southeast Asia, it's they're skipping entire financial services over, they're skipping people over, and they're not even building out that infrastructure until cryptocurrency. We all know this, we've been hearing about it for so long. Electronium, a company based in the UK, decided to build an entire ecosystem based off of financial inclusion, empowering people, getting them involved, not just by working and by earning, but also by spending and being part of that community. Anytask.com is a company that's powered by Electronium, over half a million users, and you have the ability to do all these freelance projects, earn money, earn their tokens, and not only just earn ETN, but also be able to spend it on all these different things. What's what's crazy is that, and what's crazy good is that it's a, any task is attracting not just crypto people, but actual talented freelancers that are willing to take ETN in return for doing all this work. It, it's literally created this whole uh, ecosystem. And the thing is, it's not been just like a new novel idea. It's been around for a while. They're doing it. They're growing every single day. They're doing uh, millions of dollars in transactions. You got thousands and thousands of different people on the platform offering different services. And you should go check it out. It's it's so cool. The staff are great. The people are great. Everyone on the platform is so cool. Uh, according to ETN Everywhere, their official merchant directory, uh, ETN can be spent in over, I think it's 2,000 physical locations and online locations worldwide. You're talking about uh, in 140 countries, mobile airtime, um, shops, TVs, all these different things, not just being able to spend it. And so check them out, Electronium anytask.com support my sponsors they're so cool and i'm excited for you guys to check it out oh my god there are hundreds of blockchain projects out there but one thing that unites them all is the need for power think about that the the need for mining uh whether it's for staking or actual proof of work mining they all need power at the same time many oil and gas projects not crypto projects but oil and gas companies they're wasting the gas they extract because it's too expensive to pipe it to the market so here we are, we have two problems and a perfect solution. Permian Chain places industrial grade data centers and they're mining for Bitcoin and crypto at these spots. They can offer blockchain projects abundant processing at a reasonable price. And that's what they do. They're giving crypto asset miners an efficient way to, to mine. They're giving companies that need power to secure their blockchains the ability to have uh, resources and oil and gas companies get revenue. It's so cool. They think it's a neat way to get together. Make sure you check them out, permianchain.com or permianchain.com forward slash Charlie. It's so funny that you say that because I don't even think I have job security in being eight or nine years in, in this in this industry because <laughs> I'm always thinking like, what if, what, what will I, when I was in jail, I would be thinking like, what am I going to do when I get out? I, w I actually wrote letters to companies asking for jobs. No joke, like Bitcoin companies. I wrote a letter to a Bitcoin company asking for a job while I was in jail because I needed a, I needed a job. No, you're you're bringing up some crazy memories in my head right now. Um, it was a it was a Bitcoin ATM company back then, like four machines in Pennsylvania. And in order to in the U.S., in order to when you get out of prison, if you want to stay out, you need a job within 21 days. If you don't have a job within 21 days, you get sent back to prison. I did not know that. Yeah. So you have to scramble. The weeks before getting out is so stressful because you have to scramble and ask all your friends and family 
So I had to work at a, at a restaurant as a dishwasher because you can't just be a crypto trader sitting at your computer. <laughs> Every day, the government comes to do random checks to see if you're at your job. So you need like a real, real job. And I have to be honest, like if I ever start a company again where I'm hiring a lot of people, I'm going to say that you need to have worked in a restaurant or sell clothing in a retail store to work for me because, right? Like the Why? amount of patience. Because the amount of patience that you have to have dealing with people who always think they're right when it comes to their food or their clothes and then how to like bite your tongue and humble yourself. People, people in this world... Uh, got a dose of what I got in jail, uh, what my wife likes to call humility training. When you think, you know, before I went to jail, I would walk around like my shit didn't stink. <laughs> I was on top of the world. I was the man. And then all of a sudden, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I hate to, to, to bring race into this, but in, in the, in the world, I'm a middle-class white guy. And in prison, middle-class white guy, you're the lowest of the low. You are at the bottom level. I, you're clean the toilets the first week middle-class white guy. That's how it is there. So here I am, like you're flipping, the whole world is flipped. So uh, that definitely gives you that humility training. I think that you need to go through the rest of the world, at least when it comes down to a basic thing, like treating people with respect when you don't agree with them. Do you think you're a better person now after that humility training? I, I hope so. Um, my wife says I am, and she's one of the only people that, that, that I've known for, you know, through everything from then to now. So she, uh, in that aspect of it, but I, I think so. Do you think, do you, do you guys have the same like type of criminal justice world in the UK? How do you guys treat felons? Like here in Florida, I voted yesterday and I was, I was allowed to, to vote because Florida citizens voted to give felons the right to vote back. And so if you commit a crime here and do your time, you can actually ha vote again, like for the rest of your life. How is that in the UK? Is it like that there? Well, I have no perspective myself because I, no one I know actually has gone to jail and um, I've never had any reason to look hard into that sort of justice system. I'm fascinated by it for sure. And uh, it's incredible to see how uh, the, humility the humility training it gave you. I feel in life always uh, when you get, when you saw too close to the sun, um, yeah. you always get something like that bringing you back down. I mean, it happened to me once uh, in business uh, one of the first businesses I started with a friend, um, we had a 250K deal down on the table. And this was at a point where this sort of money was absolutely insane to me. It was blowing my mind. And I was too proud to deal with the other business partners, um, say, annoying personality. Yeah. And my ego came in. And the whole business fell apart after that because we couldn't get that deal through and nothing even close to that came again because we were on top of the world. I thought, ah, I can afford to mess this up. Something else will come. And that really changed my personality as a whole. Obviously, nothing compared to the experience uh, you, you went through. But on a smaller scale, it humbled me. I realized, oh, I actually need to stop taking myself so seriously and learn to interact with people. Otherwise, it's going to inhibit me getting what I want for the rest of my life. Well, so that's, and that's what, okay. So that's, a, that's, a, that's kind of what made you uh, successful in, in terms of, uh, um, you know, your newsletter and the, and, and your YouTube videos and the content that you put out is you're not taking that lonely trader uh, theme. You're saying the opposite. You're like, I'm going to be the trader that has their finger on the pulse of the world. Right. And so upon reading your newsletter, you spend a lot of time taking, um, taking the events of the day 
and looking for an edge in crypto. And that's awesome because crypto is so like tweet based and personality based. <laughs> like I, I will own Tron just because Justin Sun is not going to freaking quit until he's either dead or TRX <laughs> is worth a million dollars. Just, But people don't, you have to like realize things like that. What is going on in the world today? Like what's in the macro level? The U.S. elections. Give my listeners some some like free information of like what's going on in the mind. Sure, I would love to. So right now, in my mind, the world has just uh, experienced a paradigm shift. COVID has changed everyone's perception of what is possible. So that's the first thing which came in, and the entire world panicked and collapsed. But we were sturdier than we thought we were. After COVID, we recovered. Every single market recovered and started going back up. Humanity adapted. And now, in the context hmm. of crypto, we've recovered from COVID as far as the price is confirmed. Obviously, we still experience it in the world. We still um, are seeing massive shifts across different industries. I mean, just restaurant industry alone goes on such small profit margins that the tiniest shift in customers can devastate them. But in the context of crypto, which I'm imagining is what most of the listeners are super yeah. interested in, um, it's been unfortunately, pretty great for crypto because in the midst of this panic, we have rose. Uh, more and more people are putting money into crypto and not just people. We are seeing the biggest companies in the world right now investing into crypto publicly, though their allocations may be small relative to the rest of their portfolio. It's now being treated as a serious asset class. The other day, JP Morgan was comparing it to gold. Um, Bitcoin is becoming more and more recognized. Everything adoption fundamentally is looking better. The price charts, and now this is where I have my, the most expertise, I would say, are looking fantastic. The market structure is extremely bullish and everything is pointing to continuation, to new highs. I think 14K is one of the last resistances psychologically mm. we need to get above. And then between that and the 2017 spike, everything else is air over there. So yeah, extremely bullish. I think uh, the world has seen a lot of pain and Bitcoin has thrived in that pain and continue, it is continuing to thrive. Isn't that crazy to, 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 to really understand the supply side of it too? How, is, how, is, how does the supply of Bitcoin go into effect on a macro level uh, on, on its trading charts? And I guess the reason I'm, and I'm not like asking it the way I want to, but I guess what I'm saying is like when, when, when you're trading other commodities or, or currencies or anything, you're not really looking at the supply of that, right? Like no one's looking at the market cap of gold, or I guess you are, but like the supply of gold, like uh, on coin market cap of, 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 of oil and things like that, that's not really a, a factor, right? Um, yeah, I mean, remember, most of my trading is primarily crypto focused. And uh, I mean, to address the market cap of Bitcoin is extremely important. Now, I use it in a very specific way, and that is when it comes to setting my beta. Um, beta being the market risk, the index which I measure all my trading performance against. That is Bitcoin. So how well Bitcoin does. And the reason I use Bitcoin is because of that market cap. As long as Bitcoin remains the largest market cap relative to the whole crypto market, I'm going to be putting most of my weighting in terms of measuring crypto performance against Bitcoin. Mm. And should anything get close, I'll flip that over. But until then, I mean, that's my biggest use of the Bitcoin market cap. When it comes to the specific trading, it's just the price data. That's a, 
a very interesting point. I really love trading crypto in general. <laughs> I just I just love doing it. I love doing it and I don't really do it to make money. I love experimenting with with DEXs, Uniswap. I just learned how to I'm providing liquidity for a coin now, which is cool, you know, like being able to be like a liquidity provider for coins and tokens. Like you never thought that you could do things like this. Is it There's about the whole... money for you? Sorry? Is it about the money for you, the trading? It sounds more just no. like curiosity and excitement. I yeah, I buy and hold long term for everything. And then I buy and hold, I buy and trade altcoins just for the sake of getting more Bitcoin. And so uh during the DeFi craze over the past like six months, what I've been doing is um investing in a bunch of projects, just like trying to see what's sticking. I've been investing in a bunch of projects, and then I've been engaging with those projects to be like, whether it's to help them get um, open up doors or to, to set up like influencer type stuff. But I'm also working with uh, and invested in companies like Voyager, which I'm really excited about. But it's cool. They're like a publicly traded company. It's a it's a crazy, crazy, crazy industry we live in. I, I guess when I do these shows and I talk to people and I ask the questions and they give me the answers about like things that I already knew or did not know, it gets me excited because it makes me realize how big this industry actually is. Yeah, I mean, it's it's nice to have biases affirmed and it's also nice to have new information come in to go through your mental models, see if you agree with it, disagree with it. And um, yeah, I actually didn't know you were into trading. I assumed uh, at this point it was more just consulting, working with big projects. Uh, it, it seems like a natural transition because unless you really enjoy the trading as a video game, it's something you want to eventually transition out of. You want to become more of a portfolio manager than a trader. That aggressive day trading just isn't doesn't seem as sustainable long term. Yeah, no, and I don't really enjoy it. I'm really bad at that too. It's funny that you mentioned it because in uh, in 2018, I had a little fund and I was trying to trade and, oh my God, you're bringing up a funny story that I never, so I had a friend here. He, uh, he was just playing golf all day. He sold his company to E-Trade 20 something years ago and he's not had a full-time job since. So he was a trader, built a prop desk, 30 traders, sold it to E-Trade. This is back in the nineties, you know? He's playing golf here in Florida. This is like two years ago. I, I go, I said, hey, man, I'm going to call him John because I don't want to call him out. I was like, hey, John, uh, you need to come help me trade. I need to, I'm trading crypto. I've I'm, these coins and tokens that I've, I know are going to do well, but I don't know how to trade. I don't know how to go on. I, just even like putting up walls and et cetera, et cetera. So he goes, he comes in and he's literally, he hates it. His job <laughs> every day is just sitting there on like DEXs and exchanges like manually fucking trading. And after like two weeks, he's like, I'm out. I'm going back to the golf course. So you, you brought him on to trade for you? Or Just to trade for me. Yeah, because I wasn't, I didn't know what I, like the actual act of trading, the actual doing it was not something that I enjoyed doing or not something I was very good at. But also what JL taught me was that you're not going to be the best at everything. But what makes people brilliant is when they realize that very quickly and they bring people on who are the best at everything or that thing and they have it do them, have it do that thing for them. 
Charlie, that's, that's something I've realized this year hugely. Um, yeah. It's actually no longer me behind uh, the entire Karush AK brand. I mean, uh, this year, before this year, I used to entirely trade based on the price data. I didn't care what was going on in the market, what the news was, what the global world of events were, because um, I never had to. But then a few of my friends who were trading more successfully than I was, told me, listen, you need to be paying attention. You've now been absorbed in the space for four years. And I'm sure you've experienced it as well, Charlie. You develop, mm -hmm. you develop a bit of an instinct. You learn what's going on in the market a lot better than other people do. You feel its ebbs and flows, especially if you stay in tune with the news. And that's why I was like, okay, time to get a team to help me research, to fill me in every day with what's going on in the market, how that can affect my trading. And then I'm like, wait, why don't I apply this to my YouTube as well? Get some people to do some better video editing, get some more people on the team and it just grows and grows. It's so crazy that you say that because I feel like I've developed a little bit of that instinct, not to say that I'm always right or always wrong or whatever, but just the instinct to like know what to like, like hold back on or what to like be a little bit extra excited about the instinct on what to impulse, the instinct on what to do more research on the instinct to FOMO in and FOMO out. But I don't like doing it for other people. I really only do it for myself because I don't know if that instinct is like quantifiable. And then how many other people have that same feeling too sometimes? I mean, Trading with raw data, that raw data is hard to get it quantifiable. Even if you get like sophisticated statistical models, there's still no evidence that past data is any indication of future data. So at, at the heart of it, trading is gambling. Now, when we bring in this discretionary element, and it's something I'm really passionate about because I think most traders should be incorporating it. Because otherwise, if you're just trading mechanically, eventually there's going to be a bot that's going to find your edge and take it away from you. But there isn't going to be a bot that can replicate all the subconscious processes going on in your head, all that accumulation of experience that you use to trade in the market. That is a lot harder to replicate unless you get some actual artificial intelligence trading. Yeah, it's exactly. So what's the goal for you? What? In... In, in terms of crypto and life, are you looking for this like financial independence, retire early movement? Are you looking to, to grow multiple revenue streams? Are you looking to stay in crypto? I mean, I'm fortunate enough to like, I could like, I don't want much in life. I don't have a lot of expenditure. So if I want, I can retire now, but I don't like that word retire because it yeah. implies you want to stop doing it at some point. Uh, it's, it's more, I want to do what I enjoy doing. And what I enjoy doing is building awesome things with awesome people. I love making content. I love educating people, entertaining people. So I really enjoy what I'm doing right now. So I want to continue doing it and pushing crypto adoption. That's what I'm passionate about right now. I like teaching more people about this. I like uh, building and doing all these things I like doing with a macro goal of something which could really help the world. Where are you finding people to teach them about crypto? Like, who are you reaching out to? You see yourself on like uh, the front lines or something. Are there certain places or groups or different types of people that are that you notice are coming to you first for their crypto education? Uh, a lot of the, well, I don't exactly know who's coming. What I do is put the message out there on YouTube, on Twitter, um, on the newsletter, on the podcast. And that kind of, reach, I'm hoping has that domino effect and goes out. As to what I'm specifically doing is I'm slowly trying to help with 
um, work with more and more companies. Work with companies I believe in, I think uh, are pretty awesome. I've got a really exciting one starting on November 1st, the crypto security company, which I can't wait to start working with and helping push crypto security. I'm going to shift educational focus once I finish my risk management course entirely to crypto security and everything that goes into that. I've had two hack attempts one of them was actually so bad, man. The guy was typing on my screen to me saying, I'm coming for you. It was awful. Uh, but oh have you experienced God. that? Oh, yeah. Um, have you experienced a hack before? Like that yeah, feeling? Yeah, we had a, a five or six of them over the years, but the two really bad ones were that when they uh, uh, ported my wife's SIM card a few years ago and tried, and because we were on separate accounts, they tried to blackmail me. So they told me the hacker was texting me. I know who you are and I want 30 Bitcoin for your wife's number back. But I said, fuck you. And I got the number back. And the other time was when, uh, not even, not even like two, three months ago, my phone number was ported away myself. But, um, luckily I didn't really care because I mean, I go through a million different phone numbers and none of them mean anything to me anymore. So, you know, getting rid of two, uh, SMS two factor authentication was a big deal. And I do give a shout out to my buddy Hasib who launched a whole cell phone company based on preventing people from getting simported. Ifani.com, E-F-A-N-I.com. I wish he can afford to sponsor this show, but you know, I go and for a hundred dollars a month now, I have unlimited plan on any network I want, but my number can never be ported unless someone calls Hasib himself and says, I'm Charlie, I'm taking the number away. And he knows me. So, you know what I mean? So that works by, um, he works with existing cell phone companies to make sure your yeah. number's never ported. He's a layer on top of existing cell phone companies, but he's also a technology awesome developer. So he does it where like, through my cell phone, I can, I can in real time switch networks. No one else can do that. I can move from AT&T to Verizon. All I have to do is call him up. He also gives you a VIP host. So you have a person who's your person for anything bill related or cell phone, anything for a hundred bucks a month. I don't know. No, I'm going to make a and note no of buying, that because that's huge. Yeah, but I have no affiliate agreement yet. So now I'm not going to get paid for talking about it. Shit. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I just do it for the but sake of everyone. You'll, you'll be making a lot of people safer with the, the, with this sort of thing. It's huge. Like, yeah, you know, that feeling really of like intrusion when someone's gotten into your personal data, you have no idea how you have no idea what they've gotten access to. It's awful. And just helping prevent that in any way is a reward in and of itself that will come back around to you. Yeah. Without it, that it, affiliate link. Being violated is the worst feeling in the whole world. And I finally not understand, but I finally like, can understand the feeling of that word being violated. Now there's obviously like being violated technology wise, like someone taking your life. And then there's like, uh, 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 things that people go through that affect the rest of their lives, whether it's like sexually or religiously or, you know, violated mm -hmm. that that's like not even in the same comparison, but that word, like, like when you've been hacked, you feel violated. Don't you? I, 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 also, for the same reason, I think you might have hesitated, hesitate to use that word because uh, people will just compare it, be like, mm -hmm. oh, but you haven't been physically violated. But mentally, it's it's a similar thing because it's it's like your personal space. We're, we're as 
we're almost arguably cyborgs right now. How much we use our cell phones, how much we need them to go about day-to-day -day life. So the in our internet, our digital personas are an extension of ourselves and our lives and our private intellectual property. Someone going into your mind and reading your thoughts, that's the same thing. It's awful and it's horrible and it can financially affect you. And that's why I... I'm so passionate about working with this new company because this is something I can really push forward with all my heart, having experienced it myself. And I know loads of people in the space have as well. Well, Karush, thank you so much for, for, for talking on the show. And I really want to come on your show. So please invite me for the, my listeners who want to learn more about you to read your newsletter, your Twitter. What's their next step? How can they follow you? Well, guys, uh, first off, um, thank you for listening. I hope I could provide something of value in this um, podcast. Charlie, thank you for having me on. It was an absolute pleasure. I can't wait to hear all your stories on my podcast. If you want to follow me, guys, check me out on Twitter, Karush AK, um, my newsletter, Market Meditations, my podcast, also Market Meditations. And I've got a few YouTube videos with educational courses that might help you out. I love Market Meditations. It's a great, it's a great newsletter name. Oh, well, thank, thank you. you.